0: Blog Talk Radio I have an emergency. What is your location? For your soul. Yes, good morning indeed. Welcome to the war. Uh, this is Margie and this is Rescue Radio and uh, let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this beautiful day that you are God and you are in control of all things, Lord God. And we thank you for giving us wisdom and understanding, eyes to see, ears to hear, and heart to even perceive. What is really going on around here because of the massive uh, inundating confusions that surround us on every level? Lord God, today I pray that you give us the revelation of Jesus Christ. That we can understand, not only with our minds, but know in our spirits that you have done this. You have, you have created in us, Lord God, a, a, a job. A position to carry out conduct father according to your glory and according to your wisdom and even from the foundation of the world. And so we pray and declare that your will be done and that no weapon formed against us will prosper that no word said no deed done no action taken will be able to be used by the enemy to bring forth any shame trouble or reproach. Lord God, that you cover our families, those who work for us, pray for us, and love us, cover and keep us, and thank you for the protection. Cover us in our health and safety, in our traveling, our vehicles, our finances, our property, the work of our hands, and the fruit of our labors. Father God, that the enemy cannot get in to bite, divide, devour, destroy, or deceive us, that he cannot use opposition to set up uh, uh, accusations against us, protect us, Lord God, even as you do, and we give you praise, Lord Jesus, you are the faithful witness and the wonderful counselor, so guide our conversation now in Jesus' name, amen. Well, interesting subject. Today, we're going to be talking about legislating before the court of heaven. And I have with me an anonymous guest and my friend who is going to be sharing with us some practical and real examples of how you can legislate before the court of heaven. Uh, Good morning.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me here today.
0: Well, God bless you for joining me at this last minute kind of spur of the moment. I noticed the spur of the moment thing gets to be the regular nowadays. But anyway, I want to talk. We've been talking about and just kind of refresh our listeners as well. If you missed a couple of the last shows about the vindication of God, we've been talking about I do a lot of talking about forgiving and the courts of heaven. And I know you got you do that a lot with your team in legislating yes. before the courts of heaven. And so to refresh us, let's just kind of get overview. Uh, It's kind of a complicated overview because of the fact that, you know, we play many different roles as human beings on this earth. You know, number one, we were in dire need of rescue and salvation. And so in that way, we are the redeemed. And then once we're redeemed, God has given us position and power. I gave you power and authority over all the power of the enemy. So we've got to, you know, it made it to the next level of taking authority to what? To do what? Well, he says, eventually you're going to judge angels and, and Jesus is the witness. So there are things that happen in our individual lives uh, and to us as individuals that we need to go before the court of heaven. It says, come boldly before the throne of grace and mercy to find help in time of trouble. So we all know that's called prayer. It's called intercession. And I know you guys do a lot of intercession. Yes. And on bigger levels than just personal. I know you do personal as well. Right. But we, um, so we, so I'm going to talk for a second about vindication and the, the Bible Psalms are full of the, the word vindicate. uh, Psalm 26, one, for example, vindicate me, O God, for I have walked in my integrity. I have also trusted in the Lord. I shall not slip. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my mind and my heart for your loving kindnesses before my eyes. I have walked in your truth. So we come before the court of heaven, in our integrity. We don't come expecting the righteous judge of all the earth to overlook sin and wickedness in us and then expect God to vindicate us and pull us out of a jam. Psalm 35, uh, let's see, verse 1, plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of the shield and bucklist and stand up for my help. Uh, so we see that we're coming before God to ask for help. We're asking God to help us, to vindicate us, to protect And um, then go, let's go to Psalm 43 for a minute. I'm doing a fast review so that we don't waste all my time talking about this when we can talk to you. Um, vindicate me, O God, verse 43, verse 1, Psalm. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Well, here we have a petition that's coming up against a national problem. And I think that's where you exactly kind of come into exactly that. Yeah, you go, to the na- you go to the higher levels. Um, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation or div- deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. For you are the God of my strength. Why do you, why do you, so then he goes on to say, why are you casting me off? Why are you letting the oppression of the enemy prevail against me? And there's a, that's a good question, but we're going to answer that question some other day, right now, as much as we can. We don't know all the answers. but uh, So he's saying against an ungodly nation. And so we are seeing now that God is rallying people against uh, to come, his people to come up into the courts of heaven to make petition against ungodliness. And um, in uh, some, uh, let's see, Isaiah, he talks about I'm just going to read one more. Ver- this, this is in Psalms, but now going to Isaiah. He talks about 43. Let's see if we can find Isaiah here. Guys, find it. Are you going along with me here? <laughs> um. God is talking to the, his people. He says, you have burdened me with your sins. You have, um, uh, your iniquities have wearied me. He says, but you have burdened me with your, with your sins. Um, and you have wearied me with your iniquities. Verse 25, I, even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own name's sake, and, and I will remember your, will not remember your sins. But put me in remembrance Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. And then he goes on to say in verse 27, your first father's sinned, and your mediators have transgressed against me. Therefore, I will profane the princes of the sanctuary. I will give Jacob to the curse and Israel to the reprobates. He's saying it. Therefore, because you have sinned, you you know, I am a righteous God. Um, I blotted out your transgressions. Come before me in your cleanness. State your case. And he's saying, I've acquitted you, verse 26, uh, state your case that you may be acquitted. He wants to, God wants to acquit us. He wants to bring justice. But yes, here's the right. problem. Most of us are judging everything as the judge. And therefore, we don't get that kind of justice from God. So God is saying, present your case in Isaiah forty-one twenty-one, He says, present your case as the Lord, bring forth your strong reasons. So tell me something. How do we, uh, how do you go
1: about this when you, I know people call you right? and they have problems. and Right. And I'm just like everyone else. I'm just out there living my life. I'm a business person mm-hmm. and I'm a person of prayer. Mm-hmm. So I get, what has happened is as I mm-hmm. and my friends have mm-hmm. matured in our walk mm-hmm. with the Lord, mm-hmm. we find ourselves in situations that we wouldn't have necessarily sought out for example, mm-hmm. um, praying in the state capitol um, mm-hmm. on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. And as we do that, we become aware of issues in the state right. that need to be dealt with mm-hmm. from by our Lord, because we certainly don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, and don't you call it legislating before the court of heaven? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we have been equipped. We're in varying states of understanding. Um, we certainly respect and thank you for your expertise and guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are others as well. So we are all learning, but we are seeing the fruit and the results when the Lord answers our prayers, when we case and mm-hmm. ask for his guidance. The the words he gives us mm-hmm. the images the answers and even um what he gives us in return for having turned the crime over to him yeah. is amazing well that's got that's well it, it, you know
0: this is one of the jobs so to speak um one of the places that God has given us authority i think people have been so busy trying to be saved get saved stay saved That they just focused on their own little life and not expanded their horizons or their thoughts to think of this as a great war. And we are with God, partaking, participators uh, with him in this heavenly battle. And that the battle is really won or lost in the courts of heaven. It's not really won on the ground, as you would think. Uh, But God says, number one, he gave the disciples and us power over all the power of the enemy. And he said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. And he says in Isaiah, present your case, uh, bring forth your strong reasons. Um, He wants us, and and even to Pilate in the most unusual way, uh, in John 1911, Pilate says to him in verse 10, then Pilate said to him, are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? Of course, Pilate was talking about his earthly position and power. And, authority. and Jesus answered and said, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, the one who de- delivers me to you has the greater sin. So the fact that this power had been given to an earthly man, Pilate, by the heaven above, and he was an ungodly man. I'm not judging him at that point. He was just in a, in a secular position. But he had, no, Jesus said, I gave you that power. To, to, I gave you the power to right. crucify me. Okay. And so, but we have as born again, fide believers, members of the body of Christ have power. It says in uh, Ephesians chapter three, verse nine, um, that the church is to make known to the powers and principalities, the manifold wisdom of God. Claire, now it says to make known now the, the manifold wisdom and power of God. So the authority uh, and the need for vindication is not just one-sided. It's not just that we need to be vindicated in our, in our coming to God for mercy, repenting, changing our mind, confessing our sins, asking for forgiveness. Those are all incredibly, incredibly basic and foundational to moving forward. But, the, but also the fact is, and people don't think about this, is that God himself needs to be vindicate, vindicated. Because he has stepped out on the line, put himself on the line and committed himself in a, r- a relationship with us to love us, take the risk of being rejected. And the only way, and Satan says, I mean, it, this war is not at all be, be, about humans. No, we wrestle against flesh and blood. It, 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 we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we seem like we are always fighting against flesh and blood and colors. And, and this matters and that matters and bombing and throwing bribes and threats and And, you know, all these things to coerce, not to get love, but force, force. When you have force, you don't have love. And so people are trying to make other people control other people into doing things that push the masses around, heard them over here, heard them over there. But God himself wants to be vindicated. And the war is between God and Satan. We're caught in the in the crossfire of that war. So God needs to be vindicated. And the only way because he made the statement. I love you. God is love. God is only going to work under the principles of love. He's not going to use coercion or force. And therefore, he needs, he needs for us to respond to that love. The only way, he says, you are my witnesses. He says, you are my witness. To what? Well, we're to testify to the story that God is true, that he came and died for us, that Jesus is coming again. That's part of it. But the, the story is, um, the, the witness is that we are given the privilege to testify in um, Isaiah 43:10. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. I am God, the eternal. Before me, there, is, there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. So the, the contest is between him and Satan over godhood. And God says, I need you to be my witnesses. To testify that I am God from the beginning of time, I am always God. I'll always be God. There'll never be another God. And you can you can take that to the bank, so to speak. It's a very poor way of putting all that, but um, that it's 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 valid. It's good, and it lasts forever. So he says here, and he goes on to say um, in Isaiah forty three ten, he's called us. This is one of our positions. Right. You're a witness. You go before the court on national matters. Right. And we'll get to that in a minute. Cause I have a question for you on some examples, but um, he says, my servants whom I have chosen that you may know, not think and wonder and doubt, but know and, be- and believe me and understand that I am he before me, there was no God form. So God is saying, I'm eternal. I'm preexistent. I'm omnipotent. You say, well, that's my problem. I don't know where God came from. Well, draw yourself a circle and stare at it for a while and tell me where it began you know, is do you have to have that question answered in order to be saved or to make sure you're going to make a decision to serve God? Well, tell me where the circle began. You started the circle, but in a circle that you didn't start, you see no beginning, middle or end. And so there is no time with God, but that's a forever thing. So a lot of people say, oh, I can't, I don't know where God be- started. So I can't go along with this because I have things before I can make a decision. That's wouldn't be faith. then that I would, it that wouldn't no. be faith at all. He says, um, Understand that I am he. Before me, there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me, there is no Savior. I have declared and saved. I have proclaimed, and and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Indeed, before the day was, I am he. And there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work and who will reverse it. Um, So God is saying to us, do you believe me that I am he, I, I, I work the work, I do it. Nothing can stop me. Um, Or are you going to believe the devil who's got, you know, stuck a quarter in the middle of your eye and says, look, there's no sun. And you can't see the sun because there's a quarter. there. oh, there's no sun because I can't see it. That's kind of the rationale of Satan on everything. He gets us coerced and blinded and whatnot. So God is calling us to be witnesses and witnesses, not only to vindicate him in his love, but vindicate him in his Godship if that's a word. I don't know if that's a word. So when we go, Jesus said, unless you forgive, you cannot be forgiven. And you, I know, take people, situations, national situations before the court of heaven, things that are so knotted up and so twisted up that people just are beside themselves on what they
1: can do. Right. Can you give me a, a talk about that a little bit? Right. Yes. And one of the first things I say is, really it's a responsibility and a privilege and the way these cases get brought to us it starts with people we're in relationship with in Mm -hmm. the body generally Mm -hmm. they get into situations things happen to them that they can't out of Mm -hmm. and so then they come for counseling or prayer help prayer (laughs) and then there are groups of us who operate in the courts of heaven at different um, levels. So, Mm -hmm. you know, personal prayer Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. courts of heavens, um, regional, state, and national. And, of course, the caution is when you're operating with an issue that's at the state level or national, it's a corporate um, Mm -hmm. experience of going to the court of heaven, and there's a level of maturity Mm -hmm. with the people who are being witnesses at that level, because we're taking um, on principalities, frankly, and we don't want to just go out and do that Mm -hmm. as individuals, right? so I just have to say that as a word of caution.
0: Yeah, well, one thing, as you're speaking, I just wanted to, what came to my mind is Mm -hmm. when Nehemiah and Ezra and Daniel and the various ones came to do national business before the court of heaven. Right. Especially when Nehemiah was going to rebuild the wall, he started out by confessing all the iniquities of of his nation, of the the transgressions of the people. Why did he do that? Well, he had to clear their, their access. You can't come into a holy court with unholy hands. And so they were confessing the sins and iniquities. And and, uh, I think that's part of gaining access. Mm -hmm. And so when you're coming in to represent the nation, Uh, or the region, or whatever it is, or the the group of people. uh, Do you do that? Do you confess the sin?
1: Yes, absolutely. In a corporate um, gathering, we do that. And I'll Mm -hmm. give you one example that Mm -hmm. we've done a lot of work on, and that's broken covenants of our nation to the Native American peoples of our nation. Okay. Okay. And that's a really good example, Mm -hmm. because that's been a process that's been taken to the court of heaven, a case that's been mm-hmm. taken to the court of heaven. Um, we have had probably five years of working with this, mm-hmm. these broken covenant issues. Mm-hmm. And what has come out of it is that every state has apologized on mm-hmm. behalf of our nation to the native American tribes in this nation. And also um, so repented mm-hmm. and Um, reconciled but then signed recovenanting agreements as the people of the United States state by state and actually have taken legislation to Washington Mm -hmm. to have a Mm -hmm. declaration of apology um, that President Obama did sign to the Native American people. So that's a huge success uh, example. Mm -hmm. And the blessing that is restored Mm. to our nation because of that just in that one example of broken covenant well
0: that's interesting i just think as you're talking about thinking they're the only people group right now and i'm guys forgive me i'm not so savvy in the latest news developments and what you might know that i don't know but it seems like the Native Americans are not the people That are rising up at all right now To give grief to everybody else It's not them rioting in the streets and bombing And shooting police officers and things like that So obviously there's been Some reconciliation or peace And they're not feeling left out or minority You know, in the They're minor. feeling
1: empowered yeah. as, And they're being put in positions Of leadership in the states And in the right. nation that's cool. To be positive forces For the kingdom of God well, that's As good. we move forward
0: Well because they were the original people group that were maintaining this land and uh kept it you know Correct. lived here they were the original founders of this nation if you will and it's only right that they should be reconciled and we can hope that the others would also be reconciled because satan is trying to make this a war between flesh and blood and colors and um you know dispositions and di- you know people with the uh disenfranchised whatever groups economically whatever they might have going on so Um, so you've done well with them. Now, when it comes to uh, like Nehemiah, they first of all repented by confessing the sins, then they went and apologized or reconciled, restored the covenant. Um, And then you went before God and asked for the the peace, the restoration of peace, which had been, see, I think can work when there's evil and lies. And so when you go there and repent, you're saying I changed my mind, we're removing the lies. And so now Satan hasn't got anything to work with Correct. because the bitterness and the but think about this on a personal level as well. I've done a lot of this work on personal levels, not so much on the national, but uh, when people are, there's bitterness, there's resentment, there's injustices, uh, incredible injustices. You were telling me a story. Maybe you kind of recall it kind of mm-hmm. in, a, in a generic way uh, about this woman, uh, this little old lady, yes. basically. Yes. Uh, and can you, re- how that, for her to get the restoration of her reputation and honor right.
1: back, she had to forgive. Correct. Correct. And in, in this situation, this is how these situations come to my awareness mm-hmm. is this person is a prayer warrior at mm-hmm. the state capitol with us. Oh. But while she's doing that kind of work mm-hmm. at home, she's struggling with an attack against her mm-hmm. um, that, of course, Satan wants to preoccupy her right. and destroy her, her financially. Mm-hmm. So the situation quickly was that sh- while she had been caring for her husband who was disabled, um, a church le- leader that she was in covenant with, mm-hmm. they were ad- um, ordained her mm-hmm. for her own ministry, um, misused their authority to influence her mm-hmm. to sign loans to the church mm-hmm. so she personally signed um to co-sign to yeah well she signed there oh, were no co-signing okay so she put her financial status on the line to buy a church building mm-hmm. to buy a parsonage wow. to put the bishops children through college oh, my student loans and then the fourth request was to provide credit lines through credit cards for supposedly um Equipment and supplies for the church. Well, this amounted to about $250,000 or even more that she was funding that she really did not intend to fund to that degree. I mean, Mm -hmm. she was a benefactor of the church, but the deception. Yeah. Of the way the favor was well, asked, put her at risk. And wasn't
0: she having some personal health issues with her? Yeah, her husband, husband was mm. dying.
1: She was caring oh, for yeah. a dying husband. yeah. So she was distracted, distracted, preoccupied, vulnerable, vulnerable. Oh my yes. goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And willing. I think some of these little old ladies, the right. stereotype of
0: the little old sweet little old lady, who doesn't have maybe the business savvy. Sometimes right. uh, the husband maybe's done all the my the money work, and that was the situation. Yeah. There. She had nothing. And And so the enemy came in through an authority figure, a spiritual authority, and right. a lot there's a lot of spiritual abuse going on in the churches right now, and these men and women who are usurping that authority over the 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 sheep are going to get it tr- oh man, I would not want to be one of them Paul says don't let there be many teachers among you because they're going to get you know scrutinized a lot more heavily. but the thing is so so she was saying yes, afraid to say no, trying to be right. nice
1: and all of a sudden woke up one morning and here it is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars later. Wow. Out of her bank accounts basically. Wow. And the creditors were coming after her because her oh cash my. flow was compromised when her husband died. Oh my you know, her income streams changed. Right. So um, she requested that we take the case to the court of heaven. Mm-hmm. So there were a group of us. We did that. And so we came to the Lord. And of course, we always start with personal repentance mm-hmm. because the Lord says we must come to him with clean mm-hmm. hands and clean hearts. Mm-hmm. So we start there. And then we have her state the case or tell the story. Mm-hmm. What happened? Mm-hmm. Because we're presenting Good. the case to the Lord mm-hmm. for the record.
0: Come and, before the throne of grace right. and mercy. Mm-hmm. Correct. Present your
1: case. So then um, we ask the Lord, what should we do? Basically, mm-hmm. you know, what would be his judgment? We ask him to take mm-hmm. the case. Well, could And we know that God is a God who, who loves justice, hates
0: lying, bribery, thievery, manipulation of the poor widow, uh, lawlessness. He hates all those things. So, you know, he's going to judge in favor of righteousness and
1: truth and mercy and uh, lawful, you know, and, and he's going to judge in favor of love. So, it was interesting, too, because as we told the story in the court, she remembered some things she had done that she had to repent for. Mm-hmm. Um, she had taken her husband's family in their home, had some precious metals, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she had, without her husband's permission, given those, some of them, to the church and different oh. ministries. So in a way, she had stolen from the marital assets without mm-hmm taking the time to get agreement from her husband. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting because. So then she came into an agreement right, with. Right. Fibri. So that was mm-hmm. part of the issue that allowed the open door yep. for Satan to attack her in that way. So it was an interesting process and you never know what comes out of the telling agreement. of the
0: case. Well, you never know what's going to come out of an agreement you make. You may think, oh, this is a good, kind thing to do. I'm going to give this money to the church. Because you think some of the church is going to save you, and you're you're actually uh abiding under a charlatan you 're abiding under a ruthless authority, and when whatever authority we're under that Lord controls us, and so obviously that was good for her to repent of that thievery because then the thief could come into her
1: house if she didn't repent, so control right. and sins. what happened as a result mm-hmm. of process was, it was interesting because it was so unusual, the banker came to her rescue oh. um, because the bank who was holding the loan mm-hmm. um, knew that as a result of this abuse, her credit rating had been destroyed, frankly, mm-hmm. and she couldn't qualify for the loan she needed to pay off Debt debts oh. that she was still being held accountable for, for the church. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So she, the banker gave her the loan. This is a glory story. The banker gave her the loan. She paid off the debts. She re um, allocated her portfolio. She still is paying the $250,000 off. She learned a lesson, but I do believe personally that in the near future, the Lord will release the provision Mm -hmm. to restore her two times, you know, seven times, depending on what the Lord would like to do with that, Mm -hmm. because she did go through the process. Right. And she did um, take, go to the authority and face him Mm -hmm. and let him know that she had forgiven him Mm -hmm. for his abuse. Good. Face to face. Mm -hmm. And as
0: we were telling, you talking to me about this story earlier in the day um, or this morning, uh, I mentioned to you that one, uh, a pre step before even all of this is, or you can do it after as well. You could look back and see in your own generation, why did this happen to me? You can always say, well, why did this happen to me? Well, because there are no coincidences and the curse without a cause does not come, that there has to be a, a, a pre existing kind of uh, attack or assault or agreement. That was already done or made in the generations previous to herself. And I don't know if you guys did this, but if, if, here's what I would look for. Because, like I said, you, two dots determine a line. And she's one dot. Her, her event is one dot. But somewhere up there, there's a dot. That was similar. Somebody up in her bloodline we either go
1: through that process, and I did? don't remember all the details oh. right now. But yes, we do, and because we ask the Lord to restore, you know, yep. to repent right. for the bloodline all the way back to Adam mm-hmm. and then forward a hundred generations.
0: Good, yeah, we got a hundred generations left. I doubt, but anyway,
1: we just covered our bases.
0: But the thing is that okay, so this is what I would suggest to any of the listeners or any of us. If you see a tragedy, a trauma, uh, injustice, uh, the the evidences of those injustices will be bitterness and anger. If you see bitterness and anger uh, in your own self, in your your situation, in the people around you that you're ministering to, you go back and say, what is the injustice? And so obviously for her, the injustice was being lied to, deceived, uh, manipulated. So we have witchcraft being practiced. So there's probably witchcraft in the bloodline. Um, she was uh, submitting to a un, unlawful authority. So there, and there was a loss of a reputation. Right. So, and there was a false a maligning kind of thing and, and putting her in different, she didn't do anything wrong per se, but she was put in a position where her finances were compromised Um and so there probably it could have been a little bit of, of extort, uh, extortion.
1: Right. Um, I believe there was. Yeah.
0: And, well, there was a little bit with her, too, in extorting the funds right. from the marital assets. But so you can k- kind of see by where you're at now. Just read it backwards. And you can. so you begin to say, okay, Lord God. I've, and if you know in your generations, two or three bloodlines back or generations back, you you know that Grandpa so-and-so was a bootlegger. <laughs> Or, you know, uh, made moonshine or uh, was a horse thief or whatever. If you don't, it, it sets you up for something like that to happen to you. Um, and or, you know, whatever it is, if it's sexual assault, if it's physical assault, if it's loss of life, uh, practices of witchcraft, manipulating others, cutting people's heads off. Uh, we see a lot of that in the royal bloodlines. People who have come to me with royalty have a lot of the very, very similar things that happen to them. And though maybe they're they 're not cutting off heads per se, their own blood pressure is too high or they 're choking or they can 't breathe or they they have all the blood related diseases and and death events are always blood related pretty much, and whether it 's you know a birthday order or a heart attack or whatever right. it is. so it, it, the the reason is because the devil 's demonic love of um, retribution is an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago, his favorite scriptures. I, an eye for an eye tooth for tooth blow for blow so if somebody hits someone up in the bloodline um i had the case one time a gal she had a very bad neurological situation in her neck and she was just the the puzzled the doctors the mris nobody could find anything and so finally I says is there anybody in your bloodline that ever had a neck problem or anything she says, well she says i heard this story in the old country that my grandfather and his neighbor fought over a fence line and somebody hit somebody with a with a post or with a post or something I uh, hit the, hit their neck their head with it and and I said well there it is and she couldn't remember who hit who but we repented for both of them and immediately I mean her, her neck neurological situation cleared up
1: it's amazing
0: I know and it's this stuff is real a lot of times when people forgive almost within a day or two if they really forgive a, a, a hostile member of their family within a day or two they'll see some, some movement in the positive direction from that person um, I don't know who it was the other day. I had somebody I was working with and, and they forgave. Uh, there was a, a stalemate in the relationship. There was a baby shower about to happen or a marriage or something. And the other side of the family was just absolutely digging in their heels. They were mad. They weren't going to come, da, da, da. Well, within the day of the prayer, there was a um that the girl had sent uh, to this hostile relative. And there was a response that they were going to come to the wedding. And it was like, And there had been nothing like that before, so it was like, um, so there are spiritual breakthroughs in this realm. Um, Could you tell me a story on a, a, any other stories you got? Well, I'll
1: tell you. uh, We find that this, these principles apply to business as well, and our other spheres of influence, Mm -hmm. whether it be in arts and entertainment, or you know, we talked about the Mm -hmm. family, we talked Mm -hmm. about the church, but. I was um, got a call recently from a client who is launching a new media communications platform okay. broadcast, mm-hmm. and they had gotten involved. They were um, providing this new media to church leaders, ministry leaders, and so they were getting ready to launch with their first large ministry, Mm -hmm. this new media communications program for their broadcasting to their network. This is uh, Mm -hmm. uh, strategic, right, very strategic, (laughs) and we were like two weeks to the actual launch, and it came to the decision maker's attention that the leader of the ministry had been accused of mm-hmm. sexual commute misconduct, wow. sexual misconduct, and had said that they were innocent, but also had paid a settlement mm-hmm. of $20 million. Now, mm-hmm. that got my attention because that's a large sum. Most people don't just have that amount laying around. Exactly. And so, my question immediately, what came to my mind was, well, what was the source of the funds? And mm-hmm. then, the bigger issue for this company, who is a client of mine, what impact would Following through with this launch have on the, the future of their new business. Okay. If this guy were involved. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because here Are they were going it. to use this ministry as an example to other ministries. Oh. And they learned that the leader was going on national TV. Mm -hmm. to discuss this issue of sexual misconduct and his role in it. So it was going to be very public and to everyone in the country, the United States. Mm -hmm. And so the question was, what are we to do? Wisdom. (laughs) They called and they asked for wisdom. And I suggested, well, we really should seek the wisdom of the Lord. And would you be willing to take it? to court, to the court of heaven. Mm-hmm. We'll put together a team. We'll start mm-hmm. the process. And so we did. We had about a two-hour conference call. There were four of us on the call to seek the Lord and go through that process. And that makes me think of this, you know, we're not to judge, judge not
0: lest to be judged. And the minute you begin to make these judgments as a judge, even though you're representing a plaintiff, you're maybe the attorney. I mean, there are many positions and roles in the court too, and you are coming almost as right. as attorneys or advocates, right.
1: facilitators, advocates right. is a mm-hmm. really good word. Yeah,
0: and so when they uh, you're petitioning, you're not the judge. You're petitioning the high, the, the righteous judge who, of course, hates lying, right, and lawlessness. And so you don't have to present, you know, persuade him to to arbitrate it real well. But see, the thing is, it's like prayer intercession. Satan petitions he makes his petition before the High Court of heaven, just like he did with job. He goes up there and he says, "Let me test him and Job of course didn't advocate for himself at that moment because he didn't know there was any need to go to court that day right uh, and so uh, but and, and let me t- let me uh, let me test him Guesses says very well, but you can't take his his touch his body and so Satan did everything he could, but the the point of the of the test wasn't whether job was going to remain faithful god already knew he was god wasn't saying oh i wonder how this is going to turn out god already knew that job was going to be faithful because god already knew that he was he had done a good work in job and job was his workmanship and that he had there was a solid covenant relationship with the two of them and it wasn't going to be blown away by difficulties earthly difficulties which so many of us we get we we whine and why me god and where are you god and what did i do to deserve this god and all that kind of stuff that goes on To allow the contest because he has to be vindicated before Satan. And if he dis- disallowed every contest, cheated because you wouldn't let me test you or your people. Right. And so therefore, guys, guys say, okay, you can test us. We're together on this. Love is p- more powerful than fear, and we're going to prevail. And so therefore, God let Joe be tested. And then the second time when Satan came, made it even more obvious. He says, well, you didn't let me touch his, let me touch his body. Guys, it's okay, but you can't take his life. So some people say well you know it sounds like God's making a deal with the devil no God's not making a deal with the devil God is dealing with the devil in the way the only way that he can deal with the devil because he's wily evil crooked sinister most the most vile creature of all and he has no mercy or compassion or intention of of playing fairly and so God has to let the devil lose and square and the only way the devil can lose is if we win that's where we say god vindicate me and god says no you vindicate me we're right. in this together right uh let's let's stay in love with each other and so the devil gets shot down in his his hatred campaign of fear and and malicious intent will be put to naught.
1: the other thing that was so interesting about this case is these business clients had to identify their challenge and what came out of the process mm-hmm. for them was they had to make a choice between righteousness yeah. Or mammon, and oh, yeah. so they had to choose carefully whether they would continue to be ensnared, which they didn't even know was mm-hmm. going to be an issue. And in that process, they we walked through repentance for in their bloodlines mm-hmm. for any issues of greed, mm-hmm. abuse of funds, Covetousness. Uh, misappropriation. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of those things and. Mm-hmm. And I
0: think another word that comes to me is alliances.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: We have this day, you cannot, be, you know, what does the Bible say? You can't be, the temple of God cannot be in covenant with Belial. Right. And with God, you can, either one or the other, you can't lip service God and, and serve the devil. Those are alliances that are unholy and they'll make you vulnerable. You
1: have to be in or out. Right. And their fear was, oh my goodness, this was a large assignment with, that was very, profitable mm-hmm. for them. And so if they put that on hold or said, no, we can't do this because of mm-hmm. our integrity, then how would they launch forward? How would they move forward? Well, what happened as a result of taking it to the Lord, two other large ministries, in fact, there are four now at this time who are in the process of launching that overshadow the one ministry that was put aside until that can be resolved. So God supplied supplied Yes. You know, he, he,
0: he he strengthened them and supported them
1: and shored yes. them up.
0: And this is what God does. He does this. He does this, people. He is real. He's active. He's immediate. He's in our, he's in our everyday affairs if we let him be. And, uh, but people just, I can do this. I don't need your help. Oh, that's too small for God. Oh, I'll take care of it myself. That's all. It's up to me. That's all witchcraft. We have to surrender, get converted, get converted, surrender, and say, God, I can't do this. I, there's no way I can do this, but God, I want righteousness to prevail here,
1: whatever that looks like. Right. And there's healing that the Lord wants to loose mm-hmm. through the process. Interesting, the president of the company who happened to be a woman um, had had sexual abuse um, she had experienced that oh, through a church leader when she was eight. So in the process of the court of heaven, she actually talked about that. And we, the Lord released healing to her too. Mm-hmm. It's simply in dealing and seeking the Lord's wisdom in what should she do in the business.
0: And it's very interesting that she would have been sexually abused because that was the issue. This right. man had been sexually abusing certain people Correct. and, and so she had been a victim right, of sexual. Pregnant. Here she was going to be a victim of sexual abuse on a larger scale, uh, not sexual in her own person. No, but, but her
1: conscience would not allow her to move forward without seeking more revelation. She would not have been able to say it in those words. Right. But that was her heart cry. Well, and the fact
0: is that the devil was repeating the pattern mm-hmm. in her life again to abuse her again. Right. Abuse her. Her uh, efforts. Her uh, business effort to corrupt her future, right. right? Really? Well, and when someone is sexually abused, they they get a they, so sometimes they're hit with such shame. The shame is, I am bad. I did something bad. I don't know good things. I'm guilty, and therefore that was all standing in the way of this of, of success right. for her ministry. Correct. Because the devil would say, "How dare you think that you should have anything? Look at you! Look what you did! Look what happened to you! You're just a scumbag or whatever." And so these are. When you're starting a, a major ministry, uh, you've got to have as much as God has permitted you to be set free, c- cleansed, healed. No fort gates. So it was like, you know, the fort gates have to be closed. Otherwise, the devil's going to come in like crazy. And so, good. So we have a personal re- uh, healing and liberation, and we also have a, a national or you know, right, regional liberation because
1: you guys knew what to do. We knew to take it to the Lord. We knew we didn't have the answers, but we knew who did.
0: Well, you know, the interesting thing is a lot of times when people go to the Lord with their praying and interceding, they just go and whine and beg. They don't present their case. They just whine and beg and run through their prayer list or whatever they do. And it's annoying to God. It's like people who kneel down at night. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray that the Lord my soul to keep and blah, 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 blah. And you're half
1: sleeping and you don't listen to it yourself. You know, (laughs) yeah, what we've learned is um, in any category business, family, church, any category of our lives is where there's a block.
0: Exactly. Things
1: are not moving forward. Mm
0: -hmm. There's
1: a. um, There's an indictment. Yeah, that's the word. God says, I want to acquit
0: you. I want to move that block out of the way. And that's a very good principle that people need to look in your own life. You know, you're maybe you're doing a national ministry or, you know, maybe you're doing a family event or a situation or you're working with a number of other people, whatever it is business. does,
1: If it's blocked, you're part of that. There's something in you that God wants to release because you're part of that. And it might even be in your generational line. It might not be you personally. right? But still, you can stand in the gap and repent for it well, and take ownership. Because
0: it happened in your bloodline. Right you can know that the devil has brought some effect of that down into your bloodline to get you to believe a lie. Like for example, with the woman, I'm no good. I don't deserve to have success in my life or I'm right. not worthy. And there's that, that needs to be taken care of too.
1: Correct. Uh, you know,
0: and, and so when there's any hindrance and you say, I can't make any moves, there's nothing I can do. It's all, I'm all blocked in. There's always one move left you can make and that's in the spirit. You can always go to the Lord always. Um, that, that avenue of come before the court, you know, in time of trouble, and you can always present your case. The psalmist David, he was doing that constantly, and um so it. it but the thing is, I, I think there's a protocol
1: here. Definitely,
0: it's there's kind of a there's a kind of a, a logical sequence of events. First of all, you have to observe the problem, notice it, and not deny it, and not say, "Well, we'll try to figure out a way to get around this or manipulate or." Or, or betray, or flatter, or bribe, or buy your way out, or whatever. You need to do it
1: legitimately. I think it's imp- it's really helpful to just think about the illustration of a court of the land,
0: mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: whether it's a state court, or a community court, county court. There is a judge. Right. There is the person, the attorney, the representative mm-hmm. who brings the case. Mm-hmm. There's the, the other representative who will Test the case, mm-hmm. make claims against mm-hmm. it or mm-hmm. accusations that have to be answered. Mm-hmm. And there is a record. So we always ask that the Lord yeah. record and update in the books, Good. you know, the, the outcome. Good. And then we ask that um, there's always a gift or a trade. You know, the, the person who brought the case gives that case to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we always ask what the Lord would like to give them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Restore. is there is mm-hmm. always a surprise. He wants,
0: yeah, he always wants to restore. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you're, you're saying, if we use that analogy and it's a very everyday practical one of a court, God says, you're not the judge. Don't be, don't take on the position of judging, but you come either as the plaintiff. We can right. come as the plaintiff. Mm-hmm. And then of course the enemy is the prosecuting attorney in that case. And or we can come, as you often do, as the witness right. to the bring advocate. evidence, mm-hmm. you know, because you're going to help God present his case, really, um, you know, by testifying to the truth and what really went on. And the only way you can free up God's hands to do this, if that were the case, is by confessing the sin, because then you're re- being released from the devil's hold or his power of influence right. or his, his right, use it as evidence, because if Satan uses our sin as evidence to present to God, to prove God is wrong. God, they're still listening to me. God, they're still loving me. God, they're still sinning. You got nothing. I, they're listening to me. I got them. They're mine. Because the rule is whom, whom we yield ourselves, servants to obey this will we become. God says to Abraham, believe me. And it was, it, that faith was accounted to him for righteousness. So, you know, Satan says, no, no, they're believing me. You're not winning them. They're still sinning. That's what this whole world looks like. It's turned side down in evil and vile, but Satan is so cheated. I don't know what God will do in the end, but I know, I know that God himself is not judging us yet. I know that.
1: And it's so encouraging to go through the process with different people with Mm -hmm. different situations and see how faithful the Lord is to our requests and that he does ask Mm -hmm. He's committed to us. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. He loves, he loves us. us so much. Mm-hmm. And it's such a sweet process at the end when when the verdict he's is vindicating
0: given. us. And in the vindication of us, he is vindicated. And when he vindicates himself, then we're vindicated. It's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a unilateral. We're t- in together on this. Um, but, you know, let me just make one more comment about what I just said about judgment. People say, oh, God is judging us. God is judging this nation. God is God is God is. Not yet, guys. Not yet we're being judged for the decisions and the choices we have made to follow satan and their consequences to those sins like witchcraft brings poverty street you know people losing their homes poverty sickness untimely death um, confusion control wicked leadership that's what we're getting because that's what we've asked for that's satan and then he brings those judgments upon us for the sins we've committed because he has a right to do that because we sinned and the soul that sins shall die. And so he's judging us for that. But at the same time, he's making it look like God is judging us so that we're thinking, what's the matter with you, God? Where are you, God? I thought you loved me, God. Why is this all happening? Blah, blah, blah. And God says, you know what? I have to permit what I have to permit. And he, John the Baptist said to Jesus, I shouldn't be baptizing you. Jesus said, for now. So I'd say God's judgment hasn't yet begun. And I believe that when God's judgment begins, when the wrath of God is turned against the vile wickedness of men, the true believers will be gone, will be taken away from it, because God is not going to, why would you do that to your kids? He won't. He's a loving God. He's not going to, now, I don't know, the rapture is pretty, pretty crazy. It's a word that's not in the Bible. People say, I don't know if I believe in the rapture. Well, I can't fathom the rapture, but they say it's eminent. And so, you know, take what you want. But God, I believe, based on his own character, God will not cream the righteous. When he starts his judgments, you will know it. They're pretty much recorded in the book of Revelation. And so but now we're being judged by our own wickedness, by our own sin. And Satan, of course, is the magistrate. He is the, he's usurped the authority of God over the earth. And in his temporary uh, turf, uh, you know, he's a temporary ruler of this turf right down here right now. God permits what you and I choose. So if you don't like your life, then repent. Ask God to forgive you, change your mind, confess your sins, uh, forgive the people in your generational bloodline who opened the doors, release them from judgment. I even believe that when Jesus led captivity captive and he went down there and pulled all those people waiting in the bowels of wherever into freedom after he died on the cross and was buried in three days, he was in the tomb, whatever. He led captivity captive. I believe that those people at that point had a chance to hear the true gospel. They met the Savior right there in person, mm. who is not going to believe the gospel at that point. And so I believe that when you forgive, he says, whoever sins you forgive, they're forgiven them. Whoever sins you retain, they're retained. Whoever sins you release, whoever you release, they're released. This is major power. This is major. And he doesn't say whoever's living that you forgive. I believe we can forgive the dead. How many of you have people in your relatives that are dead or people have done damage to you and they're already dead. You still have to forgive them. So you can get unhooked from the judgments that are right. coming on you for holding them in judgment. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, it does. Yeah. And I know you have another story that's kind of brewing. If you can tell us some. Yeah.
1: I'll talk about it a little bit. Yeah, It's, it's very, it's very brand yes. new. Yes. Um, in this. Season that we're in in yeah. our nation of the election, it's interesting because there are situations that are occurring where the forces are at battle, and mm-hmm. we want to see safety and security for all. Mm-hmm. There's so much rebellion and mm-hmm. lawlessness, anger. Yes. And so that's those are situations that we need to ask the Lord revelation for. And it's interesting.
0: I want to just interrupt you for one second. Yeah, go ahead. You know,
1: I know what you're going to be talking about, and I don't know how much we dare share right. on the radio right. here. But
0: the thing is, notice that the people who are getting all stirred up, you know, uh, well, whether it's in, there's several arenas politically, uh socially. Where people are getting all stirred up, and Satan is presenting his case to them as they're standing for advocating for love and justice. Right. So he's using, he's he's lying to them. He's saying, but they're they're killing each other, like they're, like the uh, people killing others in the name of God, thinking they're doing the God of love a service. This is this is insane. This is not God at all. They're deceiving themselves. But you have people who think it's. You know, you've got to love them. You can't judge them. You can't judge their behavior because that's not loving them. That's twisted. You don't do that with your own kids. You don't let them get by with bloody murder because you love them. Because you love them, you say, "No, honey, that you can't do that." You know, your your behavior is not acceptable. And yet, we Satan has got people all revved up with with these these uh, I don't know which you'd call them you no know, mantras of love and peace and quality and tolerance, blah, blah, blah. There's, those are all, you know, wicked words because they're being misused. They're being
1: misused to incite a riot. Right, right. And what I'll just say is that as we go through the balance of this election cycle, yeah. there will be gatherings. There will be meetings on state levels and regional levels mm-hmm. and national levels. And the enemy would love to disrupt those mm-hmm. and create a threat of death, disruption, mm-hmm. um, lawlessness, to disrupt the whole process. Mm-hmm. And so what are we to do um, as believers, uh, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ? We are to stand for justice and righteousness mm-hmm. and peace and lawfulness, orderliness, to see that the process is protected. Mm-hmm. And we're asking the questions right now, how do we do this? And yeah, well. I do believe that it applies. Well, interesting when you're saying that, I'm thinking, well, how
0: did Jesus do that himself when he was accused, um, railed against, accusations, they plucked out his beard, they spit in his face, they mocked him, da-da-da. He basically said nothing, and he stood for righteousness, did not get back in their face, he did not get defensive, and he did die. He laid down his life and died for what he knew he had to do, even though he knew what they were doing was totally wicked beyond wicked and that satan was this was his hour the, the hour of the devil his his hour of power so to speak to crucify the lord but that was also his that was his fatal flaw his fatal error satan's fatal error was to kill an innocent man up until this point he had never killed an innocent man because all of us were his property and you can do what you want with your property and it's not illegal you can smash it you can hack it to pieces you can do whatever you want with it. nobody can you know and so because there's no, there was no way to stop him, but now he killed an innocent man. So when he crucified Jesus, I don't believe this is off the subject, but I don't believe Satan really was that stupid that he really wanted to crucify Jesus. I just felt like I just believe like he saw no other way to stop Jesus and stop his love. And if he didn't stop him, this was his one hope that he could stop him and get enough time under his belt to destroy the world in front of God. So he was just killing Jesus to buy for time, to buy time to destroy turn the world against God completely. And in that way have so much evidence that that the world doesn't love God, that he would have technically won his case in court. And so but what Jesus did and what I believe is we cannot adopt any of the same tactics right. that they do like lawlessness, rioting in the streets, uh, catcalling, uh, threats. Th- yeah. Bribery threats. We cannot, because the, once you do that, you're on the devil's side, whether you realize that you may think you're standing on God's side doing all that, but none of God's people vindicated themselves. The minute you try to vindicate yourself, you're guilty.
1: You know, right. You can't do that. other thing too, I think that we have to acknowledge the impact of the words we speak when we stoop to the same kinds of tap tactic yeah um we just are part of the problem exactly exactly and um i there's an interesting verse
0: i'm looking second thessalonians um chapter one um he's talking about uh grace and peace to you from chapter one verse two grace to you and peace from god our father and the lord jesus christ we are bound to thank god always for you brethren as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly and the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other. Go go so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Now, one of those persecutions and tribulations is to have to see all this injustice and not that your hands are tied, not that you're a a wimp or a pacifist, but we have to go above that trying to get justice ourselves, you know, settle the, the, the account ourselves. He says, this, this uh, tribulation, the afflictions, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgments of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Now, it's so saying this tribulation is, is causing your qualification, is causing you to be qualified to be joint heirs with Christ. Um, counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you suffer, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. And so it's righteous when you go to the court of heaven and you're saying, God, this is lawless, God, this is, uh, you know, hurting people. You go and he, it's, he He has the right. It's a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in a flaming fire taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is the bottom line thing, destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. uh, When he comes in that day to be glorified in the saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. So he's saying, there's a process here. You're going to suffer. Go to God. Don't judge it. Let God be the judge. Hold your, peace that we're temp- we're going to be tempted to take revenge yes vengeance is mine says the lord so in this this new upcoming battle it's it sounds like it has to do with the um the election it has to do with yes. the the con- the conventions it has to right. do with well even in our last couple of days the news every day every day there's been an atrocity whether it's the orlando thing or the dallas thing innocent people are getting destroyed and isn't that a twisted thing in the dallas thing the police who were the ones that were being rioted against rioted against by the protesters correct the police were defending those who were coming against them to protect their lives and lost their lives to protect those who were hating them that's right isn't that crazy enough so god be vindicated in this thing Yes. and if you are one of those people who are caught up in this frenzy of this Lying spirit that makes you want to take action and and call out one one group of people as better or mattering more than another group of people, then you better check your own your your own. You are making a judgment. You are judging that that one group of people is God sees all people the same. And just think about it. These men, and some of them were black, some right. of them were
1: white. Right. I actually knew of one of the men through. The church organizations i go to down there and he was killed he was killed yes mm-hmm. so i Very i just sad. i just
0: pray that i'm going to pray right now to forgive i'm going to forgive and you can work with me that father we forgive all the people who were protesting yes. who judged the ones who actually laid down their lives for them like jesus would have done we forgive them for their foolishness for being caught up in a frenzy for this whole group being caught up in a merciless frenzy a blinding frenzy uh, betrayed and lied to and deceived and used, used by the enemy to bring division to our nation, Father God. We forgive them and we release the judgment to you, Lord God. We love one another, Lord, and we're all the same and equal before you, Lord God. You love us all. And so we release the judgment to you. We forgive those who set this situation up that brought on this this deathly, uh, deadly uh, genocide of the policemen. Father, and we ask you now to have mercy upon this nation, and do not let our people be deceived yes. into taking sides that is an attack that 's a strategy of the enemy to set up antagonism to set up animosity to stir up stir up uh bitterness and hatred, contempt, and gunfire amongst us, so that the the powers over us can call us into a martial law. Lord God, do not let us be stupid, Lord. We ask that you'd forgive also release this matter to the High Court of heaven. Yes. And all those people who are insecure and being deceived and think doing this out of love, open their eyes. Our love is to love one another, all colors, all creeds, all nations. And it's okay, Lord God, for you to be the judge. So judge this matter in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank you today.
1: You're welcome. I'm so glad to be here. Went
0: so fast. I hope that people will understand this concept. Of uh, the, you know, taking this opportunity
1: to uh, legislate before the court of heaven. Yes, it's certainly not anything that I ever aspired to <laughs> function in. Yeah. However, seeing the benefits, seeing the results and the outcomes has been so encouraging to mm-hmm. me personally. Amen. I would encourage others to just mm-hmm. study a bit mm-hmm. Um Find other like-minded people who uh-huh. are willing to partner with them yeah. and take on some of these cases, because the Lord does instruct us yeah. as we go. Well, it's interesting. One more final thing is that you're you're.
0: How did you introduce yourself? Just a common person, or just a ordinary? Am,
1: uh, just a network. farm kid from. <laughs> Well, Central Minas- part of the yeah, country. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> not not Minnesota, but anyway. Um, so the thing is, you you may feel like you're helpless. You have got nothing you can contribute to the to the intensity of what's going on. But just like you said, that the prayer groups gather right. together begin to f- forgive, repent, uh, confess the sins of their generations, and forgive the people who are creating all this. And, and be careful
1: not to speak evil of dignitaries. And the Lord does promote us when we step out and we're willing and we seek his counsel. Mm -hmm. All at once, other opportunities are put in front Uh of us. That's been my experience. Bigger things that I have not aspired Mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. But in my obedience i do just what the lord asked me Walk. to do on a daily basis and that's how i've gotten involved Walk in, in mm-hmm. these situations walking in the spirit
0: well god bless you guys um we hope that you join us again next week and please do us a favor this is life recovery rescue radio uh true light church saying please pass this information on you can find us on the archives at liferecovery.com, and uh, tell your friends this is how we're going to do it god bless you guys